Welcome to another Faith Time with Faye Nicole Hines program. I'm so glad you decided to join us for our episode number 18. Praise the Lord. We continue to move forward in faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want us to start this message. We need to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 17. And today's title is called Faith as a Mustard Seed. And so we're going to look in, starting in verse 5. And it says, And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Praise the Lord. So we know that with faith, there's the belief in the Lord. And so it's um, like this. If you want to put a lot of matters in your own hands, you believe that you can change it. Uh, But you ask the Lord in faith, you go to him in prayer and say, Father, I need your help with this. I need your help with my mortgage. I need your help with uh, becoming completely debt-free. I need your help with family members, my marriage, and so many other things. And I don't know about you, but I have a long list of things to believe and have faith in the Lord to change. And the problem with people today with their faith is they depend upon what they can do. And they don't seek the Lord in prayer. Um, prayer is the act that shows the Lord you do have faith that he can answer your prayer and he will change the conditions of your life. I remember watching a program of this couple that just started dating. And for some reason, one of them lost their job and the other lost his job. And they did something. And the wife was a churchgoer. And they knew um, the woman that worked at the church as a treasury, okay? And it was the husband's idea to steal from this woman who was the manager of the treasury of the church. You know, that's where they deal with the accounts and all the offerings that come in. And so the result of this action, which is sin, because they're stealing and they're coveting, the church's money, okay, and they're going to this woman, give me, the account information for the church's treasury, all of the information that they had. And she said, I don't have it. And then he went to her and asked her for money, and he stole her debit cards and her credit cards and murdered her. You see, that's the result of someone who is acting upon fear and has no faith that God can change his his life and make their lives better. And, of course, it was tried. They were charged with murder, and they both ended up in prison, and they had children to take care of. See, that is what happens to those who are trying to find their own way out of a catastrophe that's financial. And, you know, me coming back to the States, I discovered that there's a lot more 
con artists, conning people and looking for jobs. And I've never heard of it years prior to leaving. Um, you know, if you get a phone call for a job, it is coming from a uh, employer who wants to hire you. But today you have to be careful when you look for a job. And these folk, again, lack faith that the Lord can change their life and they're seeking you to rob from you and take your money. You know, you're thinking you received a new logistics management job. (laughs) And no, it is a con artist trying to con you out of your credit card information. And it's the weirdest thing because, hello, people who are looking for a job need an income. Why then would you con people who need the income and probably need help with their credit score? So the things I'm seeing in this generation is outrageous. And that tells me and should tell you also that there is a lack of faith in this generation where people are scheming and scamming and committing murder to gain what the world says is wealth when it's not. Also, it will devastate their lives. So we who believe that God is, amen, and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. We have faith that he can change every problem in our lives, right? And so with that faith, we want to get to that place where we can also help him meet the needs of others and teach them what we've learned, right? And so the only way that you can get there is to trust him and believe, you know, and that is through your act of prayer and seeking him daily. You must ask him for the change. You must ask him for that miracle you're believing him for. He will provide the miracle and the answer, and he will provide all of your needs. So you believe that, you know, you don't have to steal You know you don't have to kill anyone. You know you don't have to destroy anyone because that is the system of Satan. That is what the devil does, right? And then you hear about these people who go to church and call themselves Christians, and they're acting upon the system of Satan. You know, Some say the world, but I'll say Satan's way. His way is to steal, kill, and destroy. And the body of Christ has no business being like him. Right? We must be like the Son of God. Amen? We seek to be righteous as He is, holy as He is, to do what is right all the day long, the rest of our lives forever, because we don't want to go to hell. Right? We want to be with Him in His kingdom forever. All right? So I believe that a lot of people are doing what they want to do probably because of the the extreme grace message which says you don't have to repent. With that, you're saying there's no such thing as a, as a thing called sin. When there is, you still must repent for all your sins and wrongs. Amen? And so you know with knowing that, with that place of repentance and seeking the Lord by faith, you know, not your own ability but his because he knows who he is and that he can, it's just with that knowing, you must believe and know also. But he will help you to know that. And he'll help you to have faith. That's why in verse 5, the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. And so we ask him to do that for us too. Father, increase our faith 
in you. Not in just in what we can do, because you see how so many people are stressed out and worn out and can't relax and they're worried all day because they have the faith that they can do. They didn't have the faith that God can do and provide for them to even do better. You know, because when you're depending on your own works, you will become very tired and things will concern you even more without him present in your life, right? Okay, so here we're going to think about, again, faith as a mustard seed. <laughs> All right, so we know with the, the asking him for healing, for deliverance, for help, for every need that you have, all right, and he knows you have these needs. There's that act of asking, but you're asking with what? With believing he can, with the faith. Now, in the time of Jesus, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people who needed a miracle of healing, right? But there were those that didn't believe and didn't ask. There were places that Jesus went to, and yet they didn't believe in him. They didn't believe that he can change their environment, their communities, their lives, their bodies, everything that was wrong, you know? So, but then, we're, you know, there were those who did. And so we know from the references that we have, but I believe there's more. But then there's the question of those who had a need but didn't ask him. So let's look at those who did. They're, they dared to ask, and they believed he could. In verse 11, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, this um, act that they did is mentioned in the books of the laws, especially when there's uncleanness on the body. Um, when there's healing, they had to present themselves to the priests. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God. And fell down at his at his feet, giving him thanks. Praise the Lord. Okay, so you must have, and I must have, we, the children of God, we must have faith and ask him. Okay? You must ask. You must seek him daily. This will increase your faith in him. But if you want to put all the pressures on yourself, oh my goodness. And there's a lot of that going off to the, to the point of people lying and stealing and cheating and even committing murder. Things that they would never do, they're doing out of the desperation of money. When God, I found out reading the Bible that God can do things without even a cash dollar. He can work around the ways of the world. <laughs> That's what we see in scripture. So you have to have him to re reframe 
and reshape your mind and the way you think about finances, the way you think of what God can do. Because in scripture, we found out that he can do without even money. Okay, so he showed me that. And I had to repent on how I was asking him to help me because I found out that he can bless me in spite of currency, in spite of finances, in spite of my bank accounts. I had a bank account I had for almost 20 years and it was gone. And the Lord still blessed me without having that bank account. I'll say that again. The Lord still blessed me without a bank account. How is that possible? He did that for me. I had this bank account for decades and it was suddenly gone. All of these changes in my life. I opened up a new bank account and then that one was gone. Um, but he showed me, Faye, I can do without even a bank. That's the God we serve. That's the Lord that we serve. He's the one <laughs> that can do anything regardless of what the world says you need. Amen. Let's look at verse 22. And it says, Then he said to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Okay, with his suffering, perhaps there were those that just stopped believing that he was the Messiah. You know, but he says, but he must suffer many things. Verse 26, and, it, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay, so a lot of people are teaching end-time prophecies, okay? And I believe what this one minister said, they're preaching a silent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that silent return, there's this catching away, and that's it. No one will know that he showed up one day. <laughs> so reading what we read there, we know that the world will know that he came. It's not a silent coming. All right? So when it says, and, and, and darkness will cover the earth, it's not a metaphor, people. That is a real darkness. As when he died, the sun did not shine. It was completely dark on the earth. Hmm? It wasn't clouds of rain. The sun did not show. 
So it is coming where it says in scripture and darkness will cover the whole earth. That is true. The stars fell. Well, that's because the stars left the earth. You know, anything that will remain at that time when he comes and there's the catching away of the saints. Okay, there will be a darkness that the people who are left here will see. So, you know, I understand that, you know, you can buy the books, you can listen to all of these prophecy teachings, but a lot of the people teaching it don't have faith in certain things that are physical. You know, they always teach it in a metaphorical, um, allegory, you know, description of of prophecy in scripture. But because of that, it's causing people to lack faith, okay, of what the scriptures really mean. I don't think it means that faith. Oh, it doesn't mean that. It means atomic weaponry. Like, no, it says demons with hair like women, teeth fanged like lions coming from the pit. So if you want to make that an atomic bomb, but that is something the world has seen before or claimed to have seen. You know, I lived in Japan Uh, Years ago, when I was a kid, and one day we landed in Nagasaki, and that was one of the places that experienced, you know, some kind of weaponry, uh, weapon warfare out there. And and it's so green and so beautiful, you would never know that happened in Nagasaki. And uh, I'm like, this is Nagasaki? Wow. (laughs) You know, and after, you know, that amount of time, it, it changed. It's just... Because the world has known that there is a thing called a bomb and weapons that happen, when some people are reading scripture about demons and devils and and <clears throat> things of that nature, they really want to control it. You know, there are certain people who claim to be Christians that lack faith even in things that are, you know, they lack faith in things that are holy. But And then there's no belief in things that are evil. Though we don't have faith in the things that are evil, it's just you must know that there's things that are evil. And the Lord showed me while starting this ministry is like, Faye, there are people who leave ministry because they can't come to that place where they're they're confronted by the attacks of the enemy where it's evil, but they lose heart and they faint because of it. They don't quit just because they're tired. They quit because of the frustration of the evil that's coming from the enemy. But, you know, you know, it's not like you want to accept it. It's just, you know, facing the reality of it. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to receive it. But you're facing the reality. But that should cause you to want to keep going forward not cause you to quit. Amen? All right. So this one minister was was saying about how so many new ministers drop out and leave ministry in a certain denomination. And um, it's like, well, they, they only saw the positive of the things that the media shows them. And I'll just say Christian TV. But again, you can't base ministry off of the success of what the world says is success for an objective for you to join ministry. Because the reality is, when you go into ministry, 
you are fighting against the Lord's enemies too. When you work for him and you do service for him, his enemies become yours. (laughs) Okay? And so with that, you must also have faith that he will fight against those that fought against his son years ago. He will fight against them too for you. But you don't quit. Amen? Okay, verse 35. And it says, two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And he answered and said to him, where, Lord? So he said to them, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. And so we know the scripture, I mounted up on wings as eagles. (laughs) But again, even with that, the great catching away, the, the topic of the rapture, you must have faith that you too will be with, gathered with the Lord, caught up with him, and taken with him into his glory, into his kingdom. Amen? So, with everything going on, with the face masks and the restrictions, are y'all praying, or do you feel defeated? Hmm? I, you know, I already know what the what the real basis and, and the reasons of the face masks are. But even if I told you, you'd be like, no, Faye, that's not true. But I'll say yes. But when you're wearing a mask, what do you see? You must wear this mask to buy and sell from this store. It does look like the beast, doesn't it? So I'll just leave you to think about that. <laughs> and so we we know, according to the Psalms, that no plague shall come nigh. So when you hear about, you know, an epidemic, (laughs) you know, disease, I don't believe an airborne disease can last this long with the hot sun in the summer. They still have people wearing masks. And I'm like, it rained. It's hot. But it also rained. And there's been storms since. And yet they still telling people to wear masks. It, It doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, if I hear someone has a fever, I'm like, they probably caught the flu. You know, I'm not downplaying getting a flu or having pneumonia, but we pray for those who are sick regardless of disease. But for everyone to wear masks over disease that's not as uh, deadly as the flu, it's really wrong. So I want you guys to agree with me in prayer that this new thing, you know, with a new name has no effect on us will not be the future, that you won't need a vaccine that really they want to sterilize people with, that God will protect us, and that he'll bless this generation with revival, amen, that we will have health, amen, and be blessed. So believe with me that the Lord will change all of the things that we're seeing. Also, please do pray for righteous leaderships, those who want to run for parliament, government seats, that they're righteous people, amen, who are looking out for the people and love their state, love their communities. And, um, yeah, so you must pray consistently. You cannot be lazy. If you really care about this generation, your children, society, things going on, ask the Lord to help make your world a better place. Amen. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Please do visit our website at www.fainacohines.com. And uh, please do pick up your copy of Sands of Freedom. It's the 
first um, fiction book I wrote, you know, my work of literature, and I hope you enjoy it. Have a wonderful day, and God bless you.